and we are live what's going on everybody man oh man i apologize i apologize go ahead and blame mike don't blame uh, uh jd on this um five, 10 minutes before i go to go, i go to go live I, I come downstairs to come to the office and get prepped and i smell something i'm like that smell like dog uh mistake right dog something i'm not finna say it but i smell something and uh, I go to check the living room, and it looks like one of my dogs had an accident. I don't know what happened. And my dogs don't do that. They don't have accidents in the house. So it caught me off guard. But I wasn't about to just go start the podcast and leave that. So I had to go get the little shampooer out. I'm shampooing. JD's calling my phone like, you alive, man? You okay? <laughs> um, man, uh, uh, man I, I'm sorry. But, man, that was disgusting. Um, I locked him outside. Y'all, Them dogs finna sit outside while we do the podcast here. They don't get to come in. So I apologize. Everybody can blame Mike. It's Mike's fault that you lost 20 minutes of the podcast. But uh, we'll make up for it with some great content. I sent an invite to uh, Justin. He might be joining us. But then again, he might have thought I forgot about it because, I, you know, we started late. Uh, JD, what's up, brother? What's happening? Yeah, glad glad you made it, bro. That's that's the main thing. I was like, did, did Mike leave? Is Mike gone? Is Mike over it? <laughs> Mike says, so it he threw his hands up like, whatever, man. This is too much for me. Man, I know I, I was spraying air freshener, so I'm not sitting in that smell. I'm upset about it. I got a smile on for y'all. I got a smile on so that y'all see the happiness. But just know that, yeah, over here, they went from, and that that's the kind of situation that it goes zero to 100 real quick. I'm comfortable. I'm hanging out with my son. We watching TV. You know, ooh, I'm ready for a podcast tonight in the zone. And then I come downstairs. And the minute I hit the threshold of the downstairs, I'm like, that that ain't that ain't like a fart. Like it ain't like my dog farted. Like I'm like something going on. I start walking around the flashlight and then boom, I find it. And then I find like little dribbles. I'm like, oh no, Lord, no. <laughs> Why you doing me like this? Man, it's like my dog just left a lot of people's doctrine all over my carpet. That's 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 what happens. That's why I don't own dogs. That's why I don't own dogs. Man, I tell you, man, I have a love-hate relationship with dogs. Like I love them at their best. I despise them at their worst. Oh, and I, let me I guess I should greet TikTok as well. TikTok, as always, how you guys doing? Uh, if you're new here, this is the True Christian Podcast. We are live on YouTube, as the background says. Um, but you can watch from TikTok. However, there's no commenting. You don't get to see JD's lovely face. You don't get to see anything we put on screen. Uh, in order to get those benefits, you need to come over to YouTube and enjoy the show over here. We are live on YouTube at youtube.com slash at true Christian. Link is in the bio. Uh, but if you want to stay here on uh, TikTok, by all means, you can. You can hear JD. You can see me. Uh, but you will not be able to interact, comment, ask questions, or do anything like that. Uh and then, as always, guys, make sure you hit that like, subscribe. CJD, I don't always forget, especially when I'm 20 yeah, minutes I was, late. I was waiting. I was waiting. I was, I was waiting in the ranks. I'm like, is he going to say it? Am I going to say it? Is he going to say it? But moreover, guys, also also go check out the links to the Discord. Go, go, go follow on TikTok. Go check out Mike's link tree. Go check out the merch stores, guys. We've got some awesome Christian merch. Got, you know, the, the true Christian merch. Got the Tombs Empty Bro merch. Uh, repping for Christ. That's what it's about. Just, just bringing it real. And um, letting everybody know that we we love Jesus Christ by what we wear, how we walk, how we talk. And that's what it's all about. That's why we do this podcast. That's why we go on TikTok is to represent Jesus Christ. We are not here to represent ourselves. 
We are here to represent Christ Jesus, the most high King of Kings. <laughs> Proper Pickle said your dog needs deliverance. Amen. I truly believe that. I mean, he might have had deliverance, whatever came out of him. Like, it's legit to where tomorrow I'm going to go to, you know, Home Depot and buy a commercial shampooer. Like, my shampooer is for little spots and, like, you feel comfortable with it. For what happened out there, I'm like, nah, I don't even, even though it looks clean, I know it's not. Like, in my mind, you know, like, something happens where it gets ruined. In my mind, that spot is forever disgusting until I go now. I'm going to go rent it, rent the commercial uh, shampoo, and I'm just going to do the whole room. Um, and I know the smell's gone, but, like, I still feel like I smell it. So if I make a funny face over here, it's not my reaction to JD. It's the reaction to, I think I smell it. It's one of those. Like, it, it dominated the house. And funny thing is, my wife wasn't home yet. She, she just came home. And so I couldn't pass it off to her. That's why I'm late. Like, I had to, I, I had to be an adult. Had to do what adults do. But she walked in the door and she was like, what is that? What? <laughs> she, she walked in the door. No, no. What is that? I'm like, man. He wasn't I'm, ready. I'm standing there with a spray bottle, another spray bottle, the, the vacuum on the ground. I'm just looking at her like, before you, <laughs> before you come in here, something happened. I don't know which one. So I locked them both outside. Y'all finna get stuck in my nose. I feel that. I feel that. And honestly, yeah. this goes great with today's topic because it's a lot of cultish activity on, on, on social media and their doctrine is just like that. Like I just smell it all the time. <laughs> so yeah. what a good transition. See, the Lord was just prepping me ment mentally before I step in the metaphorical crap. I got to deal with it in real life. <laughs> I've, I've had that with my son, like, like, you know, when he was oh. younger, like two or three times, you know, when they have those that like run up the back. Oh yeah. Like okay. the neck. I, got I got three, man. I am, I am well aware of the dirty, nasty ones. So you got to like, just dip the whole kid in the shower. It's like, this is not happening. I don't even know where to go from here. We just, we just go straight to the shower, man. Yeah. I'm actually pretty good at turning off my nose. I was in Afghanistan and there's things over there that smell really bad and you have to learn how to kind of just shut it off. So I'm pretty good at doing that. So if I still smell it, it's bad. Like, cause I'm good at, you know what I mean? Like in Afghanistan, you have to use a porta john, a port porta potty, whatever, in the heat of Afghanistan, just baking all day. So you you get used to being able to just turn everything off and just not have senses. Yeah, amen. All right, well, guys. welcome everybody. Welcome everybody. That's, it's good to see everybody. That's in how the we chat. break the ice here at the True Christian Podcast. We talk about our dogs exploding on carpets and whatnot. But you yeah. may be wondering, what is this topic? You see, it says cultish activity. And, you know, JD and I, we talk about stuff a lot off air. We have good conversations. And, and one of the things that we've really discussed is there's a lot of cultish activity. Now, most of the time you hear cult, you think of things like, you know, David Koresh, Waco, Jim Jones, things like that. Like the, the, the mainstream view of a cult. However, it yeah. is 100% possible to fall into a cultish situation without it being that, especially in this new age uh, technology realm. You know, back then, for a cult to form, they would have to get you to come be with them because for a cult, they, they need to really pour into you nonstop. But with the with the you know advance of technology, someone can pour in pour into you constantly, twenty four seven a day, uh, through the internet, and and it's happening. It is happening heavily, and these people are speaking as if they are the authority. And that's what we yeah. really wanted to discuss today. 
is what makes something cultish, right? Someone can still be proclaiming a lot of truth, but it's the authority statement, the authority position that makes it become dangerous. Because even if someone gives you a hundred truths, if you give them all the authority on number 101, if that's a lie, you're never going to know. That's why I tell you all the time, don't trust me no matter how much you trust me. Because I can give you a thousand truths, but on 1001, that's when the lie can come in. Because that's what Satan does. And, and I know people are watching this, and I know specifically some people are watching this, and they're going to cut that up. I'm comfortable with my doctrine to say that. Matter of fact, I just want to say, hey, buddy, God bless you. JD knows. Um, but you guys got to watch out for these people that have become voice of authority, voice of authority. And we've had a video, we've had topics like this, like the accountability episode, JD, when we discuss, you know, uh, these people out here that don't have accountability. So therefore the buck stops at them and they can say whatever, whenever, and nobody challenges them or nobody can challenge them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and this is this is one of the this is one of the red flags. So basically, just to just to unpack a couple of the red flags, you know, generally when people say, "I'm not in a church," I'm not interested in being in a church, um, and and they are their own leaders. You know, they are their own leaders. They're in charge of their own doctrine. They're in charge. They're the final authority, and it becomes more about me, 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 and a less less about what what's actually being taught. Moreover, most cults aren't even giving you, a, you know, they're not even giving you the, the right doctrine. Uh, I mean, we see this with, with groups like the Hebrew Israelites, for one, that that is a cult, uh, 100% is a cult. A cult. It's it's one hundred percent a cult. The yeah. same with 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 Torah observers, you know, um, on on TikTok. Um, not all of them, but most of them. It's 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 I know what you don't know. I've got this revelation because I've got this revelation, um, and you don't have this revelation. So ultimately, what we see on TikTok is 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 a lot of this where people are against the church, and they'll give their reasons for why they're against the church, but somehow they've studied the doctrine, and somehow they've got to figure out. So God skipped over everyone, where the scripture says God has no respecter of persons; He's no partial; He shows no partiality. They God somehow chose them to deliver this message. So again, we we have to be careful. So I, I want to throw something out here. You might, if you're new here, you might be like, okay, Mike, JD, what, what are you saying? You guys have the truth and you're just bashing these people. Let me tell you the purpose of why we want to have this discussion. Because we know there's a lot of people that watch our, our podcast and listen to us that are new to the faith. And we want you to be aware of things that should, you should have an automatic red flag when these certain things happen. And not only is this cultish, but it also is spiritual abuse. For example, when someone twists it on, on you to make you feel like because you don't understand, that's a lack of faith. Here's a line that many of you have probably heard. When you, when you question or test the spirits against someone who's kind of you know, they, they're kind of cultish, like you're not, maybe not cultish to you, but there's something about them that's off and you question it. And instead of maybe they're not negative towards you, but they hit you with this one. You just have to seek God. You, you just have to, they make it act like you're not already doing that. Like oh, you the idea of you seeking God is out the window already. You're not doing that. Cause I have the right answer. And, and since you're not where I'm at, you just need to seek God, ask the Holy spirit. 
because you don't you clearly aren't there. So they're making this assumption that you're not doing that, your relationship's not there. <coughs> you're a young Christian. This is spiritual abuse as well. Uh, we want people to understand something that these people that that claim this level of authority are dangerous, not just because they're leading people astray, but because they also change the way that you view a relationship. They review that the way you view the relationship with God, it might damage your relationship with God. Um, and, and JD mentioned it. Uh, another big one. Don't get me wrong. Are there things throughout church history that that we stand against? Yes. But if you don't know when things changed or or or, or what the early church believed, people love to say, I don't need that. I just need the Bible. Let me let me tell you why this is kind of an arrogant situation. How did you get the Bible? You just know that you have the right Bible? Well, I just know in my heart the Holy Spirit told me. That's what the Muslim will say. That's what the Jehovah's Witness says. That's what the Mormon says. Well, why do you believe what you believe? Because there are people who believe something that might not have existed for 1,900 years. There are people right now on TikTok preaching things that Christians have never believed. And then they want us to believe that God's people were lost for 1,900 years. But then here comes you. You yeah. brought the revelation. You know what I heard today, JD? <laughs> I heard today that because uh, I made a video about the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Someone said it wasn't an actual fruit. It was sex. Yeah, the serpent seed doctrine. There's there's another cult. There's another cult. What? <laughs> another cult. Yeah. Yeah. It, they know, they think that, just... that Satan actually had sex with Eve. And I'm like, yeah. So Christian. So were you what? Yeah, it's just another one. And you know what these guys will also do is is they'll tell you, you're not reading your Bible the right way. You're not reading your Bible the right way. You know, you you need to come to them so they can tell you how to read your Bible the right way. And what they do is, is they cherry pick and go from this verse to that verse and this verse to that verse and try and build the doctrine. Anybody can make the Bible say anything they wanted to say. This is this is something you come to realize when you watch these cults. I mean, there was a dude in Australia who claimed to be Christ, and um, he managed to convince thousands, uh, you know, that he was Christ. And they they left their homes, left their jobs, and moved, you know, offshore with this dude on on this, you know, deserted plot, and and they they were serving him like faithfully. And you, you know, it's sad. Dangerous. It's um. And we kind of promote this too as Christians. We we allow this to happen. We run into this, uh, and you kind of mentioned it. It's the cut and paste. Thank you, Nathan. The cut and paste doctrines. Not everything is summed up in one verse, right? And I notice this whenever I'm teaching. I'll have someone say, what verse? And it's like, you do realize that there's messages in the Bible that come from the whole Bible, right? You You begin to understand the attributes of God. You begin to understand what God's message is, not because one verse says it, because if that's all you're doing, if we start treating it like you have to have a verse to prove, I mean, to, 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 to define something that the verse has to be worded a certain way. Well, that's what you're, you're enabling the people that then build their own doctrine based off of a verse out of context. And this I've noticed a lot, especially because, listen, uh, when I give instruction, I'm going off of things that I've learned because I've studied the Bible. Right. It's just like anything that you study. If you study all of let's say, for example, you study all of German history and all, all of World War, II, World War II history, you would be able to give an answer on why Hitler did it. But they might say, well, show me where that's at. 
in order to do so, you'd have to say, well, look here, look here, look here, look here, look here. You're compiling this answer based on your studies. The same thing applies for the Bible. Now, granted, you should also be doing that study as well. So that way you don't have to ask me, where does it say that? Because some of the things I say, it's like, you, you, you should know this. This isn't, Mm. this isn't hidden. I don't have special revelation, but not everything is show me the verse. I met the, uh, the Hebrew Israelite once that asked me, JD, I don't believe the Holy Spirit is God. Show me the verse that says Holy Spirit, God, and the Holy Spirit has a throne. And he's like, I want to see the verse that says it, that that says those things. And it's like, so you won't believe the Holy Spirit's God unless you see a verse that says it exactly as you want it to be said. But that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And this is how people get deceived. I mean, and and we we go back. I mean, Cam is busy doing a a Bible. For those of you that are not following Cam on TikTok, he's busy doing a Bible history um, on his lives at the moment. He's busy unpacking it for so many people. Um, Shout out for Cam with a thousand followers. Yeah, buddy. And uh, ultimately, we we see this. And I'm not talking about cross-references, guys. There are multiple. There are thousands of cross-references in the Bible. And you you can jump to and fro going, you know, searching prophecy and seeing how the prophecy is revealed. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about people that build their doctrine with a verse that says one thing, a verse that says another, a verse that says another, and a verse that says another, and then bam. That's 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 our doctrine. We've built it. Um, and ultimately, it is it is extremely dangerous when people get caught up in this deceit because they then start regurgitating what they've been taught. And here's the fact they aren't searching the scriptures for themselves. They are they are leaning on this doctrine because that's the way it's been given to them. Maybe something clicks. It clicks because. The devil is a liar. The devil is a deceiver. And this is the problem with Christians. We somehow think we're immune to deceit. Like everyone will be deceived but me. Um, We always look outwardly and say, oh, he's being deceived. He's being deceived. But don't look inwardly and see, okay, where do I need to, where do I need to check? Where do I need to work to make sure that I haven't been deceived or caught up with, with a false doctrine? Um, and this is essential to do. I mean, in Acts 17, 11, we see Paul says, you know, the Bereans searched the scriptures day and night to make sure what Paul and Apollos were preaching was, in fact, the truth. Um, you have an obligation as a follower of Christ, whatever you hear, to go back to the scriptures and make sure that it is, in fact, there. That that's exactly the context in which it was laid out. And that's exactly what it means, because ultimately we see some mad eisegesis and that's just another red flag people that constantly eisegete the text make it about feelings make it about emotion make it about them um it's like the little god's doctrine that's that's that in itself is 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 cultish behavior thinking that we are gods and that we are somehow on the same level as jesus christ with it's 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 dangerous doctrine and there are people on tiktok that legitimately believe that that legitimately believe that yeah and, and, and a big part of this is that you guys need to really when someone quotes scripture if you've never read that book you should go read that whole book before you believe what they're saying and before you quote scripture in 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 defense of certain things at least read the whole chapter right and and that's asking not a lot right The reason is because there's so much context behind things. And too often, someone can convince you that something... I want to use an example. Here's what I mean. 
Um, because a lot of people nowadays will only read scripture when it comes to trying to prove what they already believe. And this is what JD said, eisegesis. If you don't know what this means, it means you're reading your beliefs into the text. For example, if I say, you know, a certain thing and you, you disagree with that because you believe it. You don't know why you, you disagree, but you just disagree. You might run and be like Google Bible verses that say, and then you start putting in the, the words you want. And then you start looking for something that you can read your beliefs into. And I'll use an example from today. That same person, uh, before I found out that they believed that Satan seed thing, um, the reason why this person got on my radar is because they were trying to say that animals have the same spirits we have, right? So animals will be in heaven. All because I told someone animals aren't probably going to be in heaven, right? It wasn't even, this isn't even, what a dumb argument, right? But it showed me something because she quoted a, a, a passage of the Bible. To which if you were to somehow pop this out of context, maybe. So I'm going to read this on screen and show you how this person tried to use this. Because if you were just to take maybe a verse out, then maybe you can maybe, just maybe, pull something from it. But let's look at what this says. It's, just, it's not a long passage. It's from Ecclesiastes 3. So let me make it just a little bit bigger on screen so you can see it. So she tried to quote the very middle of this, and I believe it was for what happens to the children of men and what happens to the beast is the same. As one dies, so dies the other. They all have the same breath, and man has no advantage over beast for all is vanity. So trying to say we all have the same breath, same spirit. Wait a minute now. Oh, oh, let's read this whole passage real quick. Moreover, I saw under the sun that in the in the place of justice – even there was wickedness, and in the place of righteousness, even there was wickedness. I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time for every matter and for every work. I said in my heart, with regard to the children of man, that God is testing them, that they may see that they themselves are but beasts. Stop for a second. Yeah. Solomon is trying to make it known that fallen man has become no better than the beasts. We were supposed to be in God's image, right? We fell, we became wicked. And, and he's saying God is testing them so that the man would realize, bro, I'm nothing, I, I have not, I am nothing more than these beasts. And then what does it say? Mm. For what happens to the children of man and what happens to the beast is the same. So he's now saying like, look, you guys are just like them and you now live just like them. And as one dies, so does the other. Because we were never meant to die first and foremost. That, that was never a part of our plan. And also we live in, in, in off our nature, our selfish, sinful flesh. Likewise, do animals live off their animal nature? Then yeah. it says they, are, they all have the same breath and man has no advantage over beasts for all is vanity. This is a statement saying you have become one of them. And then what does it say? All go to one place, all from the dust and the dust all return. Who knows whether the spirit of man goes upward and the spirit of the beast goes down into the earth. So I saw there is nothing better than that. A man should rejoice in his work for that is his lot. Who can bring him to see what will be after? So even in the full context of this, this isn't saying that beasts go to heaven. It's saying that we are like beasts. So our spirit goes to the earth, which yeah. we can get back into Sheol and all that stuff. Right. But it's easy to just Google do animals have a spirit or spirit? You know what I mean? And, and then it pops up on Google. Ecclesiastes 3.19. So same breath. Ah, ah, look, see, same breath. Yeah. Read the scriptures, people. 
It's not. I'm yeah, not I mean, happy to just, do a lot. Yeah, and just to add further context to that, I mean, we just see that that ultimately the the writer Solomon is is saying that we have become wicked in all of our deeds. Everything is vanity. Everything is for self. Everything is me. Everything's about me. Nothing's about God. Everything has become about us. And ultimately, we have become wicked and wasteful in our deeds. And this is this is why he says. Even in places of righteousness, he's found wickedness. So even in places of justice, he's found wickedness. And we see that today. We see that that this, this scripture runs on. It's timeless. It's a timeless text because we see this. We see people being unfairly sentenced to death on death row. Didn't deserve it, but because there was an agenda, this happens. Um and ultimately, we see that man in its fallen state will always look after the. And here's the thing, right? If if it came down to it, this is this is what he's saying. If Mike and I were on a road together, and one of us had to die, either one of us would pick the other over. But the Christian, the Christian, this is why Jesus says, "He who lays down his life for his own friends, he who lays down." The Christian would go. I don't mind laying down my life for you because I know where I'm going next, where those that are in the world that are caught up in the vanity of the world will go, no, he dies. He's, he's better off. doesn't matter how close they are in relationship and friendship. We see father turning against son, mother turning against daughter. This is ultimately the wickedness of the fall. And every single one needs a savior. We all need Jesus Christ and anything outside of Jesus Christ, I would argue is cultish <laughs> anything outside of Christ <laughs> Jesus is cultish you know yeah and that this is this is this is ultimately it so if it's not you know if it's not about Jesus if it's not about Jesus Christ being God our God being triune Christ being the only savior of the world no one inheriting the kingdom of God but by Jesus Christ you might be in a cult that's it <laughs> so uh, I like that you said that because that made me think of something. So another red flag to pay attention for. And, and ready, I can show you evidence of this in all the things that we call cultish. Is that when the Bible's not allowed to speak for itself, right? If someone doesn't feel comfortable enough to let you be able to go to the Bible and, and find that answer uh, and trust that the Bible can speak for itself. And you can find this anywhere. Mormons, for example. A Mormon cannot answer about Isaiah 44 and Isaiah 45 without quoting Joseph Smith. They cannot. They cannot. I, I yeah. guarantee you will not find a single Mormon that can define what's going on there without saying, according to Joseph Smith. Hebrew Israelites, they got to go to their people. Uh, 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 Jehovah's Witnesses, they've got to go to their people. And there's mm. others. And you see them on TikTok that say that you need to read this specific Bible with this specific type of hermeneutic, with this specific lens. And if you don't get it, come to me and I'll I'll break it down I'll for help you. you. Yeah, I'll they, make you understand. Cults will not let God speak for God. They they have to add to God's word. And, and when I say add to God's word, I don't mean add to scripture. I mean, add their interpretation only. And they don't try. See, the truth is, if God's word is true and all men are liars, like the word of God says, if you're having a disagreement with someone, you should be able to point a scripture and be like, well, the answer's there. Go go look at it. It's up to you to go look at it. And that, and if someone disagrees there, then you still be like, all right, we'll go in peace. Because it doesn't matter what Mike says. I shouldn't have to be like, no, well, listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying about it. No, because my opinion means nothing. My opinion is null and void, like all yeah. human beings. None of us, none of our opinions matter. 
At the end of the day, let all men be liars. Let me be a liar. Let JD be a liar. Let Justin, Cam, Casey, Yuri, Danielle, let us all be liars. Let Run God's three word four. be true. Amen. 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 I mean, I just want to touch on what Kenny said. Pastor Kenny, thank you for that one. Um, but just the end of his comment there, if Jesus is not the focal point, run. If Jesus is not the focal point, run. And and we, we see this all over TikTok where it's, uh, as, as as Pastor Kenny has said in his comment there, that it's, it's it, it, the focus becomes on self, on how well I know the verse, like on how well versed I am. I know the Bible. This has been revealed to me. Um, and this is the scary thing is that we find cultish behavior within the Christian community. Within the Christian community, there are so many split offs, so many people that have gone, you know, oh, this is the path, but I'm just going to go slightly left and I'm going to walk on the side path just next to the right path um, because that's kind of the right path too, isn't it? But that isn't the case. That isn't the case. So we always come back to it, this is why we have the hermeneutics this is why we have soteriology mm -hmm. this is why we have epistemology this is why we have eschatology so yes as christians we will have varying views when it comes to pre-rapture a a millennial post-millennial there are always going to be views on doctrine there are always going to be views on doctrine where we disagree but guess what these views should always be secondary should never be on soteriology but the doctrines of salvation are very, very clear in Scripture. So when we, when it comes to soteriology, that's where we can't disagree. If people are going to make multiple ways to heaven, um, they're going to add to Jesus, or they're going to remove from Jesus. We see this with Arianism, where and 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 this is ultimately what we see with Jehovah's Witnesses who have created oh. Jesus was a created being. No, he wasn't. He is God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So you just made me think about that verse that I uh, I actually called you about. I think it was a week ago. So I'm going to bring it up real quick. Here's one for you. My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone's will, if anyone's will, real quick, who falls into the category of anyone? Just want to make sure that we know who he's talking about here. Yeah, it's yeah. not just Israel. It's not just Jesus. It's not just prophets. If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own authority. The yeah. one who speaks on his own authority seeks his own glory but the yeah. one who seeks the glory of him who sent him is true and in him there is no falsehood you see Amen. jesus warned you and why do you think jesus again this kind of goes back with what we were talking about last week on my tiktok because i made a video about why jesus didn't come and just say i'm god this this and that because god has a nature and and the way that even the Godhead works is beautiful because Jesus said, I'm not going to come and just be like, brah, and and boast my power because the ones with true power never throw it around. And we get yeah. that in humanity from God, because God also doesn't have to throw around his power. He just has to say, where were you? I'm the one. You're not the one. And likewise, Jesus could have easily came and just be like, I'm God. Shut up. He could have. FYI, in case you don't know this. But he says in yeah. John chapter five. I don't bear witness for myself or else the testimony would be nothing. Likewise, he says right here, I don't speak on my own authority, even though he has the authority. And we know he does, because right before this in John chapter five, he said he will raise us up in John chapter six. He says, I will raise them up two chapters in a row. He speaks about his authority to raise life. 
He doesn't say yeah. my father raises them up. He actually says, whoever believes in me and I will raise them up. So we know he has the authority. He's the Lord of the Sabbath. He has the authority to forgive sins, his miracles, everything. But yeah. he says, I don't boast in my authority. Yeah. But yet there are people who preach on their own authority, either in self or denomination or mm. church. You could take, mm. again, I love what JD said. What is the person glorifying? Throw the knowledge. And I've said this before. The Bible never tells you to watch for those that are really knowledgeable. I, I, I've never seen it. I have never seen the Bible say, you know, listen, Christian, listen, believer, the way you know you found someone you can trust is that they really know the Bible. It always yeah. talks about their conduct, their humility, their 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 love, and what what where are they pointing, right? Where, where are mm. they pointing? And the question is, are they glorifying their own church? Is everything that they do glorifying a church? Always saying, let me tell you about why my church is number one. Not let me tell you why Jesus is number one. And by the yeah, way, you, yeah. you come to my church. I'm not saying you have to throw away all that other stuff. But if it's not Jesus number one, it's red flag, red flag. Mm. Red, super red flag. <laughs> Just yeah. throw it up. Um, yeah. And we see it's this. Same with the prosperity gospel. It's exactly the same with the prosperity gospel because the glory is on what Jesus has done for me. I've got a new car. I've got a new house. I've got this. I've got that. Jesus is giving me all these things. And if you do this, then Jesus will give you the same things. And again, the glory goes into material things. The glory is not on, on what has already been done. Again, we boast not in what we can do. We boast in what he has already done. The finished work of Jesus Christ, the gospel. That's the message. The gospel, the gospel, the gospel. We've often heard that saying, the simplicity of the gospel. That's really it. We are saved by grace through faith in Christ Jesus. So that's it. We, we proclaim that, we preach that, and everything around that is secondary. But that's why I say we will disagree on, on eschatology, we will find disagreements, but where we cannot is on soteriology. Here, here's, the, here's a question to ask yourself when you, when you come across someone like this. Ask yourself, what is their end goal for whatever you see they're doing? What is the intent that you see? And I'll use correction for an example, because we see people on TikTok, I do it too, on YouTube we see it, where, we, where Christians are correcting each other. But here's the question. Is it a correction with the goal of building a, bro a brotherhood, building a, build, building a fellowship, or is it a correction of, I'm going to prove you wrong and prove me right? Yeah. In Acts of the Apostles, here, I want to read. I, I love this passage. I, I referenced it earlier um, because I thought it was a great thing to reference the TikTok video I did earlier because we see correction in action. And the reason why this is important is because so many times do I see in the comment section and it's a correction that seems more like you're so wrong, you're a false teacher, and I'm right. Not an attempt of actual correction because you want to see something better for this person, because you want the truth to be uh, what comes uh, to light, but rather a jumping up straight away of, we've talked about this before, JD, people throwing out the words false teacher and heretic just randomly on anyone, yeah. not asking yeah. the question of why this person believes. Maybe this person was taught wrong, right? But- uh, it's real. another real short passage. Acts uh, 18, verse 24. Now a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was an eloquent man, competent in the scriptures. He had been instructed in the ways of the Lord. And being fervent in spirit, 
He spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, though he knew only the baptism of John. So he, he has a limit here, right? All he knew is the baptism of John. So he doesn't know the gospel fully, right? He knows about what Jesus came and he knows about, you know, the, 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 the fulfillment of these prophecies and he knows a lot, but he doesn't have it all. He began to speak. Oh yeah. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they rebuked him, called him a false teacher and spit on him. Hmm. My bad, my bad, my bad guys. I misread that. They took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. And yeah. when he wished to cross to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. That's how yeah. you correct. Amen. And that's how you see correction in scripture. Just as Paul says in 2 Timothy, correcting in gentleness, saying, hey, I, I don't know where you learned that from. Can I just give you some guidance? You know how quickly someone is more likely to listen to you also? I'm going to tell you this right now. Even if you're right. If you come at someone, if I was the first meet JD and see him, let's say JD did a video and um, I don't know, let's say JD believed in sprinkling baptism, right? And I believe in submersion baptism. And instead of saying, where, 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 why, you, why do you stand on that, JD? I'm really interested as to why you believe that. I'd love to have a you know conversation because I'm a little confused on that. You're wrong, uh, but yeah. I'd love to know why you believe that, right? Yeah. Show him that I'm interested in where he's at, why he's there. 100%. Maybe I can get him there. 100%. Or I can say, you need to stop teaching because you clearly know nothing yeah. you speak of. You are a false teacher, JD. And if you knew the scriptures, you would know they say X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You need to search God and get off of it. Yeah. Why would he even listen to me? Why? Yeah. And that's what a lot of people are doing. A lot of people. And then they wonder why. They wonder why it's just this back and forth. That's all it is, is, is two people button heads back and forth on something that you could probably find common ground on. Something that you could probably agree to disagree on. Something where you could at least be like, you know what? We disagree. Let God be true. And let's pray that the Holy Spirit guide us both to whatever the truth is and, and let that be true. Right? This isn't salvation related. Yeah. God bless you, brother, man. God bless you. I got people I'm friends with that I think have some crazy Amen. things that they believe in, but I'm not about to ruin fellowship because yeah. God might use me down the road to speak in their life. But if I break the bridge today, how can God use me in a week or in a year with this person? You don't know if God might get me to work on JD's heart and three years down the road, JD finally goes, Mike, man, I've been, I've been a friend for a while and I see God in you. I see God pointing <coughs> out you. And, and maybe, maybe you got a point about what you've been saying. Maybe you got a point about that. And, and boom, God uses me down the road. But if immediately I destroyed the bridge and said, JD, you snake, your hair is so perfect. That's because you prideful vanity. Like, you know, I just destroy him, right? then there's no chance of us ever for God working through me with him. <laughs> Daniel said, like being a Calvinian, he's a Calvinist Arminian in his words, a Calvinian. I like the term, although I would never want to be associated with Arminianism. But uh, notice how I said never want to be associated with Arminianism because I think they're a little bit worse. I mean, neither is what I would uh, associate with fully, but, uh, Arminianism got some stuff in it. 
then you walk away, Carissa, you walk away. That's, that's ultimately it. You, and, and I've done this with so many people on TikTok as well. You know, I'm, I'm willing to have a conversation to find out, like, I, like, like Mike said, I've got friends that are Calvinists. I've got friends that are Presbyterians and Baptists. I've got reformers and I've even got friends in the charismatic movement. But ultimately I'm very bold about, I don't agree with you, but I'm not going to break fellowship. I'm not going to break fellowship with you because again, how are we saved? We are saved. And when you ask these people the same question, they will tell you they believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They believe that Jesus Christ is God. They believe that he was raised to life on the third day. They believe all these things. So when it comes to the soteriology, we agree. But then when it comes to secondary issues and doctrine, not all of it's secondary. Some of it is, you know, a little bit wonky. But ultimately, I'm not going to cut fellowship if we can have a discussion of it. And, and you know, a lot of people have have gone. Wow, I didn't I didn't see it that way. Now I'm getting it. Thank you, thank you, and thank you, and and vice versa. You know, if if I'm wrong on something, I'm absolutely willing to sit down and listen on what I am wrong on. And I've 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 always tried to remain humble in in the sense that if someone's going to try and say, "Yo, you you out of base or you offline with that one," then please explain to me why. Um, and again, there's this misconception between Christians on TikTok, like. If you don't know something, you don't know. You don't know it. Um, and ultimately, you know, the, there is no there is no break and there's no shame in saying, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer to that. Um, yeah. Because anyone who's studied the Bible will tell you the same thing. You, you, you've studied things and then you study something else. And what you studied two years ago isn't fresh in your memory. So you might have gone through it. But it's 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 a distant memory now. So now you come back to the place where this becomes a topic again, and you're like, uh, I vaguely remember, but I'm not 100. Then it's it's there's no shame in saying I don't know the answer. The problem is is when you try and fish out an answer or create an answer so that you can look intelligent, so that you can look clever, and then you you just end up tripping up baby Christians because they're like, oh, you said that cool and and th this is this is where we have to be humble when we seek god i mean we look at how the psalmist refers to god how job refers to god how isaiah refers to god how jeremiah refers to god they're all like who can know the fullness of god how can we ever understand everything there is to understand about god they so we need to have that same attitude like doesn't matter how well we know the epistles doesn't matter how well we know the Gospels, we do not know the fullness of God. For if we did, why would we serve him? Why would we serve him if we completely had him figured out? It's not, it's not possible. He is God. So I wanted to add something to what she asked, though, because I want to dig a little deeper on this question. I think we also have to understand how to correct properly. And I don't mean just the tone, but also the time and the place. Because some people will take things in a defensive manner just because of how things have been um, with with society and Christianity. Sometimes we have to know when to bite our tongue and say, you know what, I'm going to wait till I have a chance to build a little bit of a relationship with this person, right? If we're, if we're yeah. not talking about salvation related, right? Like this person's soul is not in danger. We're talking about just a secondary issue, right? I want to build a relationship with them first so they have Amen. a reason to trust me because they know that I'm their friend and not just some person trying to correct them. 
right? That, that's a major portion because when you say, what if they don't take correction? The issue might not be them. It could be us sometimes. How did we come to them? Did we just show up? Like I'm the one, I, I think I called it the quality control guy or the, the train, uh, the ticket uh, conductor where we're walking down the train of Christianity, like tickets, please tickets, please. Like we act like sometimes we are that person, right? So sometimes correction isn't due yet. We don't know that person yet. How dare we think we're going to step into them? And again, we don't even know why they believe what they believe. What if they've been misled and they need to be gently uh, uh, brought into the truth on, on that topic, right? And then also, I, I love what JD said. You know, at, at some point, you have to be willing to say, you know what? Uh, we can just, look, let's just end it right here. We, we, I said what I believe. You said what you believe. And, and, and throw this out there. I'm going to actually go back and read it because- I haven't read it in a while. I really want to see why you're getting what you're getting. I'm going to go back and read it and maybe trigger them to do the same thing. Right. And, and, yeah. and you want, cause at the end of the day, here's the real truth. You want someone to come to the truth because they find it. You don't want yeah. someone to come to the truth because you said so, because then they put yeah. their trust in you and not God. And yeah. I remember I made a video about this about six months ago where the Lord kind of revealed something to me and where I really started heavily start heavily started doing the go in peace thing. He revealed to me of what, what I consider to be love and humility was actually pride. And what I mean by that is if you keep saying, no, 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 I got, I got to get it through to their mind. I got to give them, I, let me word it differently. Let me try it again. What I'm saying is even though this person is rejecting truth, I can make them understand God's word wasn't enough for them, but I, I yeah. can do it. And you I've start believing in your, it's, it's a pride thing. We know God's word is true. At the end of the day, sometimes someone is not ready to receive something and it's not yeah. anything to do with you. So Amen. pray for them and love them. And through love, can you guide someone to the truth? Again, different. everything has different contexts. A lot of these answers aren't always black and white. What, what some correction over here looks like isn't the same as what a correction over here might look like. And I think that's yeah. what we really need to get back to in Christianity because a lot of people yeah. think this is all paste, copy and paste, uh, drop a scripture, treat everybody the same, rebuke the same, and, and just make videos mocking people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I always, I always go back to Nehemiah, Nehemiah chapter 1. And, and what we see from, from Nehemiah the prophets is that Israel is in ruins. Everything is broken. Um, there is no one righteous in Israel. Everything is, is has gone to wood. And he, you know, he says there that they spoke the right words, they sang the right songs, but their hearts were not right. So he says he went down, he mourned and he fasted and he wept for a few days and he cried out to God to save the nation of Israel. And this is what we see from the prophets of, of the Old Testament is that they spent more time praying for their people than they spent praying for themselves. And as we as Christians, when we see someone that's in error, they do not want to take correction. That's the next move. Get on your knees and pray for them. Get on your knees and pray for them because ultimately there, there is no, there will be no correction. And this is what we see. Sometimes people have the correct doctrine, but there's a problem with the person. The person has got inward issues that he or she is not dealing with, and, and it comes out in the way they teach. They speak down to people. They, they degrade people. They, they attack people. They go for the jugular. They go for the, sh the jugular every single time rather than saying, let us reason with one another. Let us, let us sit down. Let us have a coffee. Let us discuss this. Like, oh. How did you get there, and how did I get here? 
that's what we need to get back to. All right, so real quick, breaking news. I actually want to add to this, but breaking news. There he is. I brought him in. <laughs> he came in late. What is up, Justin? I don't know if you've been watching, but we've been talking about red flags of cultish behavior uh, and, and just dangerous teachers. And um, to kind of help you transition in, I'm going to throw my point out, and then you you might be able to kind of take a bite on this. But, guys, you want to hear probably my best advice I can give you that I think I really saw it play out in myself and a certain someone in the comment section. I'm not going to put them on blast. But there's a certain individual that everybody was like, Mike, you need to check that out. You got to check this guy out many months ago. And when I first – the minute I first heard him, I was like, nope, nope. But instead, I sat back. And I watched and I listened and I watched and I listened and I watched behavior. I watched how this person took correction. I watched how this person treated people he disagreed with. I watched how this person spoke about people behind their back. And then when I finally said, nope, I will not, you know, I'm, I'm not dealing it with this person. I rebuked him. Other people were like, man, what in the world? So I told them, just watch. Just sit back and watch. Sometimes we jump up, right? And we start speaking. And what we don't realize is people will tell you who they are, but you got to let them. If you're so busy talking and giving them fuel and giving them a reason to say the things they're saying, then it might look like they're defending themselves. or they might look like they're, they're doing this. Let just sit back and watch. And when you sit back and watch someone, I tell you all the time what James chapter three says. James chapter three says that wisdom from God is peaceable, open to correction, open to reason, kind, loving, gentle, and they demonstrate their wisdom in the meekness of their conduct. So instead of rebuking the false teacher, as soon as you see them, you might not know what, how they are, or maybe you have questions like, mm, I'm not sure. Just sit back and you don't got to speak. Just listen, listen to them, teach, listen to them, rebuke. Right? Are, do they have a divisive spirit? Are they angry? Do they talk negatively about people? Are they hateful? Are they always right? Have you ever seen them say sorry? Have you ever seen them say I don't know? Have you ever seen them say my bad? I misspoke. Like these normal things that a man of God. Because listen, a man of God's not perfect. If you're looking for yeah. a man of God, I'm not going to tell you he's going to be perfect. But what you will see is his fruits and his fruits are demonstrated on how he handles his imperfections. All mankind is imperfect. How do they handle those imperfections? The man of the world tries to cover his imperfections up and hide them as if he is perfect. The man of God embraces his imperfections because God's grace is sufficient for his imperfections. Yeah. Hey, uh, I just I want to jump on because I had a few minutes. I wanted to make appearance. Hey, J.D. Hey, Mike. What's up, brother? Um, I, I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk on this correcting thing, too, because, you know, like I'll give you, for instance, I'm going I'm to use an example. The other day I ended up clashing with two two sisters I actually love. Uh, I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But being able to reach out to individuals. Uh, that you know that you trust to say that you know I don't understand something I reached out to Mike this morning in regards to the book of Genesis in regards to Cain when we were talking about Cain burying his wife and was that possibly his sister because it doesn't reference anything else about Adam and Eve or, or give any other uh, specific details on 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 uh, daughters or anything like that and it talks about 
you know, uh, Cain being set away in, in the land of Nod and then taking his wife. And we started talking. I said, Mike, this kind of kind of sounds to me like incest when they were a pure bloodline. And then what was the funny thing is he actually did a video on this later with somebody else asking the same question. But none of us know everything in the Bible. I want to be sharpened by J.D., I want to be sharpened by Mike. There's pieces in the Bible that they know that I haven't studied particularly. And I'm always going back in the Bible. We should ask questions. But what happened the other day, what I've realized on TikTok, and like I said, I, I know I hopped on y'all. I want to make an appearance. I got five minutes. So I just, just let me get this out real quick. So the other day, there was an individual, Mike, you stitched this video. It was the guy that was a universalist that said that you can send 365 days a year. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Okay. I'm not going to use names, but I want to use this as an example. I'm not defend. I'm not going against the individual that is talking about grace. I'm going against a universalist. So what happened was I had Christians come against me, two specific individuals. And one of the individuals, a sister came to me and said, Justin, you're not rightly dividing the word of truth because mid-acts dispensationalist takes that scripture. And I want to let you guys know something in the original translation that said rightly handling or cutting it straight. So when that was put into the translation, the epistles of Paul and the gospel accounts were not around. It was actually referencing the Old Testament, but an individual wanted to come to me because I was combating a universalist and also understand nowhere in in scripture and why I get frustrated with people that preach grace. Nowhere in scripture did the apostles tell anybody to continue to sin, continue to sin. You can continue to sin. They stirred individuals up to come out of sin because they had the Holy Spirit. We once again are teaching everything contrary to what the doctor said, and we are abusing grace. Now, I believe that you can't lose uh, eternal security, but I believe the Holy Spirit gives us power to overcome our sinful desire, to, to take up our cross and follow Christ. Not only do we have salvation, but he wants to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And if you're not going to preach that message, which you can't even seem to preach that message because everybody says you're a legalistic, but if you're not going to preach that message and you're going to say that you can continue to sin, you're not even preaching what the apostles uh, preach. So an individual said to me, Hey, Justin, uh, you need to understand and rightly divide the word of truth, Romans to Philemon. Now I already know that they're not understanding what that actually means. And I decided since she wanted to co come correct me, I'm, I made a respectful video and I started going through some passages, right? Now, if you're going to come correct me, that's okay. You could come correct me, but make sure that you got your stuff right before you come correct me because I'm going to check you too. Well, because I decided to make a video instead of going through a hundred different comments, not only did she get upset with me, Another individual that was friends with me came and defended her and said, you shouldn't have shamed her. Justin, shame on you. You should not have shamed her. Nothing in my video was shaming her. I was correcting her. And it's not like I went to her page. She came to my page, but it got flipped on me. And now I'm the bad person. And then she actually tagged JD and said, this is what JD's talking about. No, actually, JD's not talking about this. So she tried to bring JD into it. I don't know if he saw it, but nonetheless, they're coming so in dissension on my page. I responded to an individual that's trying to correct me, but they're wrong. And I'm correcting them with a video 
to make it clear. And then I become the bad guy, yet I'm combating a universalist. Yeah. It should not be. You should not be coming against your brothers. Like everybody knows what I preach. Everybody knows that I believe in eternal security, that you can't lose it. Have you been listening to what I preach? But I'm going to preach the holiness of God and I'm not going to condone sin. The apostles didn't do this, but because they didn't know who the individual was, they didn't know what he stood with. Then they listen to other people telling them what rightly divide means instead of getting to the original cultural context. And then it backfired. And then I became the bad guy. You're supposed to be standing with your brothers, combating individuals that are coming against the gospel. That is not the gospel with that universal. Technically, technically, he's correct. You can't send your way out of heaven. But I want you to show me one scripture in the Bible where the apostles said, those things. And I want to ask you, if you say those things, why are you going against the foundation that was set by Christ given to the apostles, men that men that he trusted? And if we're not going to teach and preach the word, if we're not going to do it like that, then why are we preaching the gospel if it's not for change in individuals' lives? So that's what I get frustrated with, man. I wanted to hop on. Um, I got a couple more minutes. You guys can chime in, but I became the bad guy when I was defending the gospel and the individual that tried to correct me. And because of it, two sisters got offended and left and were angry when I was in the right in that situation. And then I was told I wasn't being biblical. And that's the well, sad state, man. Yeah. Well, let's just bounce off of that quickly. Sorry, Mark. I went belong, but just, just to, <laughs> well, real the, quick, can the, we define, we got people in the comment section. Yeah, that's you, what I'm going to do. Okay. So universalism, universalism in a, in, in, in a nutshell is that ultimately everybody is saved, including Satan himself. Everybody, um, everybody goes to heaven. No one goes. To I, hell. Hey, JD, hold on one, one stop. I'm gonna let you go back. I just want to add into it. They also believe that when people die, if they haven't received the gospel at the judgment seat, God will reconcile them after they're already dead. I just want to throw yeah. that in there too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and that's exactly where I was going next, but thanks anyway, Justin. I mean, and, and this is dangerous. This is dangerous. I will say, I will say, because I do have brothers and sisters that are in, that are, you know, that are mid acts and ultimately um, mid acts dispensationalism and universalism are not the same thing. Um, they are definitely no. not the same thing. Mid-Acts dispensationalists do not believe that grace is a license for you to sin and carry on living your life however you want to live. Um, again, we are told to abhor that which is evil by the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul says, abhor that which is evil. Walk away from it. He says, anyone that nameth the name of Christ should flee iniquity. And again, what does it mean to flee something? You're running the opposite direction of that thing. So we as Christians, um, we know that once the holy spirit indwells you you start having a hatred towards sin so uh, i also saw that video someone tagged me in that video as well um um I, you know i just i just you, you got to shake your head at that no christian is 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 sinning 365 days a year 24 hours a day every minute of the day and feeling good about it there is there is absolutely no way we call ourselves children of the most high god if we are dabbling and flirting with sin at our will we have a responsibility as christians if you see something you are to turn away from it paul makes it very clear in 1 corinthians 6 9 and in galatians 5 what the works of evil are and what the works of darkness are now universalists love this because they will 
and you can every universalist I've had a conversation with and try to correct they ultimately what we do find is why they tend to lean to this universalism mindset is because they are living in habitual sin that they do not want to come to terms with so it is much easier to believe that I can live however I want to live and still inherit God's kingdom rather than following the scriptures and what Paul has given us clear instruction on that the Christian that the man of God is to walk away from that which is evil we are to abhor that which is evil we are to flee iniquity we are not to let foul speech leave our mouths we are we've given paul gives so many more commandments um on 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 how um and this is why he says follow these ordinances exactly as i have given them to you so we walk away from those things which which are contrary to the doctrine of christ jesus so universalism is yet another cult yeah and 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 I just want to chime in because I that that's the point that I was trying to get at. The reason that they came in there and said, Justin, you're not rightly dividing, because I took the passage from John because I stitched the video and I said, Well, if you have that mindset, look, I understand the mindset of what he was saying, but I also understood that he's a universalist. And I also said, if you actually have that mindset, no, I'm never going to be perfect, but I'm getting convicted. I don't I don't want to go back to my vomit. I don't know about you. I don't know if you understand. I said I would I would flip that on you and say you don't really understand the cost of grace. Exactly what Christ did to you. So I took a passage. This is why they came in and said, Justin, you're not rightly dividing because I took the passage from John. that said, if you're born of the seed of God, you do not continue to sin. I used that passage. And when I used that passage, they came to me and said, Justin, I'm not I'm coming in love, but you're not rightly dividing the word of truth. It's Romans to Philemon. And I said, actually, you're wrong, because when that was put in the scripture, it wasn't even referencing mid-acts dispensationists, which is a newer doctrine. No offense. It was actually referencing rightly handling the word of truth or cutting it straight where you're not confusing referencing the old testament so please explain to me if that means rightly dividing which is only in the kjv it was not in the original translation then how do you come up with mid-acts dispensation and i correctly correctly corrected her when she was wrong but it got flipped on me and she didn't know that she was defending a universalist she just heard you know because she believes in you are saved by grace through faith in christ alone so do i but i also listen to the individual behind preaching this is why i tell you guys you guys think that that everybody who's on TikTok that is preaching the word of God is a child of God or is a Christian or all these things is not so. You got to get into the heart of the matter. You got to find out who are these people that I'm listening to, because a lot of people I hear say amen to one doctrine. Then they'll go to another individual. Their, their, their senses and their discernment has not been trained because they're still babes in the scripture. They'll listen to another individual that speaks more eloquently i know what they're saying but they're saying something con completely different and they'll go amen amen i want to tell you guys something man every time every single individual puts a teaching out that includes me that includes mike that includes jd i don't care who they are you need to go into the scripture and you need to be a berean and you need to examine the scriptures and you need to have your own relationship with god because not mike not JD, not Justin, not your pastor, not the smartest man in the world has the keys to heaven or hell. We're all fallible men. We're fallible. Amen. And we need to remember those things. But if you come to an individual's page and you try to correct a Christian, you better understand that you know what you're talking about. And if they 
make a video out because there's no point going a hundred comments in the comment section because we always take people out and assume that we hear what their voice sounds like, which is actually something to do with you if you're taking them the wrong way. And then we make a video and then you want to flip it on. You shouldn't have done that to the Christian. No, you should have got your stuff right before you come correct to me. You should have known why I was correcting this individual. And then you shouldn't have gotten angry when I corrected you because we're supposed to sharpen each other. And that's the sad reality of what we're dealing with with TikTok. But with that said, you guys, I love you. I wanted to make an appearance. I love you guys very much. Mike, Friday, we got Bibles. You guys pray for us Friday. It's going to be a little bit of a different environment. It's going to be excited. I'm excited. We're going to go in there and dialogue. Won't be no Ryan Foley fire and brimstone. It will be gospel preaching and dialogue and winning some souls. Regardless if we actually win any, we will plant. And we are going to see if we can break down some walls around some individuals' hearts with the love of Christ to know that they are not too far gone or too, too far lost. Even though we don't stand, we don't support the sin. We don't support it. We don't glorify it, but salvation is for all. So I love you guys, Mike. Sorry I hopped on and interrupted you guys' live. I love you, JD. Get better, brother. Praying for you, and I'll see you guys later, okay? God love you, brother, brother, man. Thanks for so, popping in. I wanted to go ahead and um, something he brought up there that, that goes in, in hand with what we were talking about. I have seen this a lot on TikTok, and it is disappointing where people that have disagreements about things will interrupt in a moment when they shouldn't. And what I mean by that is I, I've seen it happen with me where I'm I'm addressing a Muslim and a Catholic will comment like, you know, dumb Protestants. This is like this random conversation, like this random comment that has nothing to do with the topic. Right. And like he said, he's addressing universalism and they come in and, and, and say, well, you're not doing you use the wrong verse. Right. You know, uh, you shouldn't have used that verse, even though all scriptures breathed by God and profitable for teaching profitable for mm. teaching all scripture. Uh, and it's yeah. not just that, you know, it, I see this often where there, like he said in the beginning of that, before it started getting more into doctrine, when it was about the correction fact, when people are pointing someone to Jesus, if they preach a sound gospel, shut up and sit down. If you have a secondary issue, handle that somewhere else. Don't interfere the gospel unless it's about you being right. If, if, like we talked about earlier, what's your intent? Is it Jesus? And, and this is, for example, when for uh, I've seen Christians that'll go live on a you know a live stream and they're preaching the gospel to non-believers, and then a fellow Christian will come in there and start quizzing them on non non-salvation related things to get like uh uh you know what I mean, like get that debate going when it's unnecessary yeah. and unnecessary. It, it's it's interesting. It's interesting yeah. that people choose to do that. No, it's sad. I mean, uh, the please give an example of someone who preaches grace and condones sin. I think the only people who do that are universalists. Um, they, they're the only ones who I see who, and this is just personal conversations I've had with universalists who who continuously live in in, in sin and they they feel nothing for it. Um, and and that's that's the difference. I don't well, think. I would say semantically universalists actually will make the condoning of sin sound uh, real, but the hyper grace movement, right? Those free grace, anybody that has a hyper grace belief, free grace, for example, they might not openly condone sin. However, they will do everything they can to stop someone from correcting another sin. 
because they they think you're talking about losing salvation. So they jump up like, well, you can't lose salvation. And you're, you're a fruit inspector and you're this when you're trying to guide a brother to the walk in obedience, because even though you and I, oops, you and I believe, and, and Justin confirmed this, we don't believe that you can lose your salvation if you are secured and if you are sealed in the Holy Spirit. So when we're telling someone, hey, brother, I've been seeing what you're doing in your life and you need to really, you need to get that unlocked. We're not sitting there like you're going to lose your salvation if you don't. Yeah. But we want you to walk closer to the Lord because when you walk further from the Lord, your life is going to suffer for it. Right. So there are some people that might not openly condone sin, but they're so anti work that they won't uh, they will defend in a sense sin. Yeah. And I've seen that. I've seen that before. You know, they they refuse to allow someone to come in and be like, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. Hey, you 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 should take a step back from that. Hey, brother, watch out. I'm just man, you ain't sounding right when you do that. Right. They still they might no. not be condoning it word for word like. No, it's perfectly fine, but it's like, stop it. Don't do no, stop, blah, blah, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, the way I like to deal with it when when I see people defend that, I'm like, if 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 Jesus Christ was sitting next to you in your conversation, would you be talking like that? If Jesus Christ was walking with you, would you be doing that? If Jesus Christ was 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 sitting at your table, eating at your table, would you be speaking and acting like that? And, and reality, uh, you know, that serves up the conviction. God chastises those who he loves. And um, ultimately, I don't make videos of people who condone it because they've already, they've already made up their minds. They've already made up their minds. And I've, I've, I, I know from, from coming from, you know, in, when I was younger in my faith, and, you know, I was getting sucked into these 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 movements that, you know, it, it, it does. It, it is a it is a comfortable doctrine to believe because I can still go to the club and get hammered and, and, and live my best life now and ultimately still spend my eternity with Jesus Christ, which in, in the deeper sense of things, if you've believed in the death, burial and resurrection of Christ Jesus, yes, you can. But you are robbing yourself of rewards. You are you are going to, you know, as we see, some will be saved by fire. The soul will be saved, but it will be by fire. And ultimately, yeah, God's not going to be fooled by anyone who thinks they're wiser than him. Um, if you yeah. try to abuse his grace, he will not allow that in a sense. You will suffer punishment. It's not no one's saying condemnation. We're saying punishment. Yeah. And then on top of that, you also have the uh, you have the issue of what Paul says. Make sure you are of the faith, you know, so that you even in First Corinthians fifteen, what does he say? So that you have not believed in vain, right? So you also don't want to comfort someone in their sin to where they're actually not believers, right? They they think they believe because they want to be saved, they want salvation, they want to be, you know, they want their self preservation. We can't comfort someone in their sin. Because again, you comfort someone in their sin. How do you know they're saved? Because they said they're saved. And, and I know this is where people get, well, if they confess, you know, uh, to you that they, what Mormons say, I believe Jesus is God, right? We got to dig a little deeper with them, right? Well, who's Jesus, right? Likewise, are you saying we don't got to dig a little deeper for our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ? You got to make sure they don't leave in a false Christ, right? So yes, you're right. Yeah. If someone confesses that they believe that Jesus is, is is Lord and that he died on the cross and rose three days later, then they are saved. But is it the right Jesus, right? And the yeah. right Jesus would be convicting them. The right, And again, we're not sitting here saying like we, we're, we're the judges. We love people enough to say, you should want to work out your own salvation. Do you believe or, or yeah. are you grieving the spirit, right? It's about love. Yeah. It's not about... Who's right? Who's wrong? Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. 
Yeah. I mean, we, we see that we see that in, in, in verse 29, Ephesians, like we like we all love Ephesians 4, 430, which is do not grieve the Holy Spirit by which you are sealed. But you go read 28 and 29 and, and look at an example of, of, of what it what it means to grieve the Holy Spirit. And, and this is by talking down. This is by talking down to your brothers and sisters in Christ, by talking ill of your brothers and sisters in Christ, by, you know, looking to attack your brothers and sisters in Christ rather than bring them to a place of correction. And, and as far, you know, as far as the, you know, in the comment section, you know, ultimately, yeah, I don't, I don't see a lot of people that, that preach grace, that condone sin. Um, but I have seen it. I have seen it. It is evidently clear on TikTok. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, I agree. Let me just say this right now. Your experiences does it. I, I run into people sometimes that do this whole like, well, I haven't seen it. You don't exist everywhere. Um, so just because you haven't seen it, God bless you. That's great to hear. Um, and, and no offense, right? I, met, I remember when I met someone at, at my church locally and I was talking to him about how it's important to understand, you know, how do we have the Bible today, right? It's really important to know that because nowadays there's a lot of younger kids that are being told that the Bible has been corrupted and the Bible has been uh, edited and altered. So if you're going to evangelize to them, it's important to be able to answer their questions and explain to them how we have the Bible today. And he said, well, that's not an actual thing. I'm like, well, maybe to you it's not, but I've met people that need these questions answered, right? We can't exist in our own mind and think, well, I've never seen it. So therefore, we shouldn't address it. Yeah. And ultimately, we, we have to. We have to. You know, and, and I expect I expect brothers and sisters in Christ, if I'm living, you know, contrary to the doctrine which we have, which we have been given. I mean, and this is why I say, you know, uh, I love the Apostle Paul's epistles. I love them. I've spent most of my time in, in, in you know, in Paul's epistles over the last few weeks, you know, along with, with the the synoptic gospels purely because we see we see that Paul makes it so evidently clear that anyone who names the name of Christ Jesus walks a certain way, talks a certain way, acts a certain way. And moreover, what Paul makes explicitly clear, it's about the gospel of Christ Jesus. It's about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's about the God-man who came in the flesh, who paid the price for sin. And then he says to us, he says to us in, in Galatians, only use not this liberty for an occasion to the flesh. He, he rebukes them for putting themselves back under the Mosaic law. He rebukes them for, for mixing law with grace. And then he says to them, but don't use this liberty which you have received, which you have received for an occasion to the flesh. So we are commanded to preach the gospel in love. We are commanded to correct our brothers. What does Galatians 6, 1 say? It says, if you see a brother that has fallen into fault, he's fallen into sin, you are to correct him with meekness, with meekness. And then he goes on in verse, verse 2 to say, we carry one another's burdens and thereby we fulfill the law of Christ. When we see brothers and sisters falling into patterns of sin, we want to correct them, not because we want to tower above them or because because we are worried about their spiritual walk. We are worried about where they are headed. So, like, again, nothing to do with their eternal security, nothing to do with their salvation, but everything to do with their walk with Christ here, today and now. Yeah. Side note, uh, Casey, I really uh, I, I saw your question. <laughs> my my input here at as a man but at the end of the day i really think that you connecting with our sisters in christ they have some great uh uh, uh knowledge and wisdom that they could definitely give you and 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 you can lean on them 
But I can tell you that if a man is not willing to understand what your conviction is for your Lord, uh, you choose your Lord over a man, especially if he's not your husband. Uh, you can be engaged or anything. It really doesn't matter. Um, a man who loves you, truly loves you, should never want to come between you and your relationship with God. He should never want to make you feel like you have to choose him or God. You should, he should never make you feel like, uh, you know, you're, you're a burden or your relationship with God is a burden um, to him. So maybe this is the flag, the flag you need to be identifying right now and asking yourself what's going on and having a conversation with him. And again, I'm not trying to break your relationship up or anything. I'm just giving you an input here that don't, don't overlook things sometimes when it's a warning, like, Hey, here's a warning because if someone, man, woman, anybody is stepping into a position where it's impeding your relationship with God, that's a big thing for you to ask yourself. God's the most important thing to you, right? If he is, then that means he's going to be a part of your life for the rest of your life. Well, if they're already willing to step in between that now before the marriage is even sealed, what will the marriage be like when the children come into play, how you raise the children, you know? So again, um, I highly recommend you join the discord so you can get in, uh, you know, in some fellowship with my sisters in Christ. We got some incredible women of God there. Um, and I, I, I would just really highly recommend it. And, and yeah. to my sisters in Christ in the comment section, uh, help her out if she needs some help to get there. Um, you know, uh, explain to her how to join up and, and, and y'all take care of that. And side note also, I know that a lot of you uh, in the Discord have probably been like, we have not seen you, Mike, at all. Like, I know that uh, there was this yeah, I was actually his awesome. Q&A. He did his Q&A and then he disappeared. Um, so many of you know, this week I've been um, teaching at the Bible camp, which today we did the gospel message. Man, it was it was, it was was good. Um, I had some kids that came up afterwards to ask some clarifying questions. A little girl, like nine years old, came up saying, uh, to, to have your sins washed away, is that the same as baptism, right? So I, you know, I walked her through explaining to her that the water doesn't wash away our sins, but yes, the baptism is the symbol of what the Holy Spirit does to you when you're baptized in the spirit, right? And, and you're being washed or clean. And I'm like, this little girl had a question that, you know, you expect someone older to have. And it was just great. Uh, we had some Muslim kids that were there because their parents sent them to, cause it's a, it's a camp still, right? Summer camp. Um, so that was amazing, but I, I've been busy this week. Um, a lot of you know that I've got some good news coming, and I promise you it's some really good news. Uh, people that I speak to off air are aware of it, so JD's aware of it, Justin's aware of it. Um, that's going to benefit the ministry, but I've got a lot of things I got to handle between now and when everything moves forward to not uh, not lock in the good news because it's it's locked in, but handle the things that have to come into play now that this good news is coming to my life, right? So I've got just a lot of things that I'm doing, but this summer, expect some great things uh, from the ministry. Uh, I plan on actually doing, uh, so I'll go ahead and leak this now. Um, and, and I haven't even talked to JD about this, but it's going to happen and I expect JD to be involved, but I want to do a series on, um, the entire Bible, uh, on the YouTube channel, right? Not a live stream. It would be something that we do off air together, going through it, reading it, uh, no Q and a, nothing like that, but and to the point where there's a playlist for every book of the Bible. Um, so 66 playlists for you to be able to go through the entire Bible with someone. Cause maybe you struggle reading the Bible and, and you, and you, yeah. it's a little easier for you when there's other people speaking with you, right? Even though we're not going to be live hearing us kind of going back and forth and having a Bible study. And I want to do that where it's, it probably take about a year, right? It's not going to be short. I mean, this is every book of the Bible and you see how me and JD are sometimes when we get into 
you know, it might take us about 47 videos for, for some of them books. Um, but yeah. I've got some big plans for this guys, um, to really help you guys walk in your faith and, and, and grow. And for this channel, um, but we need you guys to do one thing, like subscribe and share because YouTube, yeah. if we get enough views, will help keep this ministry going without you guys having to support financially. Cause if we get enough views, then we can bring in some money that can help us, especially with updating our cameras and equipment to make sure that this can reach more people right? Bigger plans in the picture because people click on things that look more appealing to the eye. Maybe they'll come for Bible study, people that never even listened or read the Bible. Again, I'm just kind of throwing teasers out, but just because you don't see Mike on the Discord doesn't mean I'm not in the background trying to figure out how can I make this great for you guys? Because that's the amen. goal. Amen. 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 And I mean, I just want to, I just want to touch on that again, guys. Uh, and, and this is from this is every single brother and sister in Christ. We've all said something at some point that is that we go back. And and I actually went, I went to a conference like two years ago. And 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 this 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 specific pastor who was speaking, he says he went back and looked at his his videos and his notes from five years prior. And then he was like, wow. I said that. <laughs> wow. I wrote that. So, so you're going to grow in Christ. And ultimately we all, we all make, we all, you will make mistakes. You're a finite human. You will say something. And this is why we study. I mean, again, if we're going to look at, if we're going to look at second Timothy, you know, chapter two, Paul makes it so abundantly clear to Timothy, what the man of God needs to do in order to teach. He needs to study to show himself approved. He must, he must work through God's word. He must be meek. He must walk in love. He must be temperate of all things. He must endure all things. We see this, the man of God must be thoroughly furnished must be thoroughly furnished and how that is by God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing comes by the word of God. And ultimately, this is what we do. As Proverbs says, as iron sharpens iron, so a brother sharpens another brother. And ultimately, we, you know, when it comes to, we, you know, cultish activity on TikTok, um, not just on TikTok, on YouTube, on the streets, everywhere. If you caught up in a, in a, in a church denomination where like I've, I had a buddy once who literally, you know, uh, these deliverance ministries, and this is kind of why we went with this as, as, as a follow on from the deliverance ministries, because a lot of these deliverance ministries will say some whack stuff. Um, and this is also like, really cultish behavior trust those who preach the gospel that's what it comes down to trust those who preach jesus christ glorify jesus christ make it all about jesus christ it's always about jesus it's never going to stop being about jesus the moment Amen. it starts becoming the moment it starts becoming about me or mike or anyone else then you guys are going to go okay whoa 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 they started tipping now um yeah they, they're going off the deep end now um and that's that's where we need to we need to keep each other accountable um, and we can I add that no one's perfect and we're all going to have moments where we're wrong, where we misspeak, where we where we where we have mistakes, especially J.D. and myself speak live on this four hours a week. We both go live on TikTok as well. So verbally, we are live speaking for at least several hours a week. And we get a lot of live questions that we have to. And, and we're talking about a lot of knowledge that we have that we have to queue out. Is there going to be times where me and JD might say something that comes out in the way we didn't want to present it? What you would should want to do is say, if you think that we misspeak, can you clarify my brother in yeah. Christ, right? If you love us, Man. that's how you do that. Same thing with each yeah. other. 
when when someone misspeaks, the problem is there's some people out here that are vultures, right? They're heretic hunters. They're watching everybody and waiting and waiting. And as soon as someone misspeaks, they hop on it and be like, well, look at this. And it, ah! instead of saying, can you clarify what you meant there? You know, he was, he was taking questions and he was doing this. And, and uh, you know, I don't because uh, I see it. I, I, even people I love. Matter of fact, I think I've told you all the story about this, but I've got a certain uh, friend of mine on, on TikTok that's got a very big page. Right. I don't tell you his name. He's got like four point five million followers. Right. Um, but he's a friend of mine and he makes videos. And if I wanted to get some views. When he misspeaks, I could easily call him out publicly, right? Because we're not personal friends. We we met on TikTok. He likes my stuff. I like his stuff. We talked a little bit. If I wanted views, I could easily just be like, ah, boom. But instead, I'll DM him. Hey, brother, love the video. Can I just, can I throw something out there? You were saying it when talking about the Holy Spirit. And I know you don't think the Holy Spirit's in it. I know you know the Holy Spirit is a he. But maybe it just happened naturally. Uh, brother, yeah, next yeah, time, yeah. just be more conscious of that, brother. Hey, yo, thank you so much, Mike. I appreciate you reaching out and telling me that because you're right. I shouldn't have said it. Right now, I could have made a video. This man does not believe in the Trinity. Watch him right here. He thinks the Holy Spirit isn't it. Right? And then views. Oh, snap. Right? It's about views. It's about, but like JD just said, what is the intent? What is your, are you, are you trying to point to Jesus? Or are you trying to just show off and be like, look at me and I'm catching people. I'm the heretic hunter and all I care about is that those people exist. And the best thing to do for them is ignore them and don't fall into that trap. Correct with love. Ask for clarification. Don't make assumptions and, and care about each other. We're, we're not perfect. Yeah. None of us are perfect. The only perfect one was Jesus. That's it. That's the yeah. only person that ain't you never will correct. You will never have an opportunity to correct is Jesus. Outside of that, any human being will give you opportunities to correct them if you're around them enough. If you listen to any human being long enough, they will give you an opportunity to correct. I don't care who they are because every human being has flaws. Yeah. And moreover, you know, this is this is something I've learned, you know, especially on my break. And while I wasn't while I wasn't live and wasn't on the podcast is pray, pray for those, pray for those brothers and sisters who have blocked you because of offense, um, who have blocked you or, or shunned you or said something about you because they were offended because of something you did or something you said, pray for them, pray that the Lord is with them, pray that the Lord softens their heart and pray that there can be reconciliation at some point because this is what we are called to do we are called to pray matthew 5 44 tells us abundantly clear pray for those who misuse you pray for your enemies bless those who curse you um and i i, I honestly see this i have not to pray for the people creating on. fake accounts trying to steal money yeah man that's 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 so that's so I, insane I, be praying like for them too? I, I don't know I, I draw a line there <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, pray that the Lord chastises them and puts yeah. an end to it because, but ultimately you still pray for them. Ultimately okay. you still pray okay. for them. Okay, I'll do that, JD. Um, I'll do it. Um, yeah, we all make mistakes, Ashley. We all make mistakes. And, uh, you know, ultimately we are finite human beings. We will sometimes say things out of context or explain things incorrectly. And that's exactly where, Mike, you know, just, just to bounce off of that again. You know, I've had that on live where people go, wait, did you mean, um, are you saying, um, is that what you mean or whatever the case may be then you can go back and, and and retrace your steps and say no give me a second no that's not what i meant this is the the correct you know interpretation and again 
it, it's all about loving our brothers and sisters in Christ. There's more than enough division in, in the body of Christ on, on TikTok as it is. Um, and when I came back from my break, I'd spend some good time with the Lord. I'd spend some time in prayer. I'd spend some time in the word, you know, um, and I said this on Discord to my brothers and sisters. I refuse. I refuse to make videos about other Christians against other Christians. I need. I refuse to speak negatively about them. Um, I refuse to attack them, especially if they're not present. If they're not in the conversation, I'm not going to be discussing them because this is another thing we see between Christian communities, and it's vile. Is is the gossip about other Christians? Oh, it's gossip. gossip. It's a sin against the thrice holy God. It's a sin. God hates it. He detests it. Go check out Proverbs 6. These are the things the Lord hates. You know, those who bear false witness. God hates those who bear false witness. God hates it. Um, and uh, it's it's absolutely it's absolutely imperative that we focus on those subtle sins. Those subtle sins which are within us. We so focus on what everyone else is doing, but we don't look inward and say, Lord, where do I need to work? Where does purge me from all these things? So, um, again, when it comes to um, the body of Christ, let us let us stand up. Let us stand up in love. Let us stand up in truth. Let us defend the truth, as we see in Jude 1.3. Let us contend for the faith, because ultimately, it's all about Jesus. It's never going to stop being about Jesus. And when Jesus comes back, I know I'm on the first train up on out of here. And I'm, I'm, I'm can't wait for that day. Can't wait for that day. But till that day comes, I'm going to love my brother, Mike. I'm going to, I'm going to continue doing these podcasts. As he said, there's some massive, massive plans. Um, and we're just looking to see people blessed by Jesus Christ. We're just looking to see people blessed by the gospel. We're looking to see people grow in Jesus. And this is the whole purpose for the whole Bible reading thing. We did discuss it a couple of months ago already. Um, so, you know, reading through Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. I mean, Leviticus is something that is so overlooked in the Christian community. I don't know a lot of people that have read Leviticus. Um, and this is why they get tripped up by Torah observers, because they'll use certain certain laws to try and trip up the, the grace ambassador. But ultimately, uh, there's many things that they are not keeping, many laws that they are breaking. Um, yet you won't know that if you don't go and dig into the Bible and, and see what God is saying. You want to take that one? Actually, I brought it up there to see if you wanted to add to it, but I, I can definitely speak on it. I saw this, Veronica. I didn't want you to think we missed it because this is a great question, and, and we definitely want to try and do our best to uh, give you some clarity on it. You said, how do I explain to someone that Jesus Christ and our Heavenly Father was there even when she thought she was going through everything alone? Now, obviously, I don't know the context of what they went through alone. And, and, and there's lots of different Bible passages that we can go to, but here's what I would say to a person. Oftentimes we like to think that we're alone because we don't hear him or see him. But the problem is we have this assumption that he's going to make his presence always so evident in the middle of things. And the reason why this happens is because when we're reading the Bible, we get to see the problem, the solution, and God act. Because that's how we read the Bible. These stories already happen. And oftentimes when we look at our own life, we think that we're at the end of the passage and we're like, all right, Lord, where are you at? Sometimes we're still at the first sentence. Noah didn't hear from God in the Bible until he was beyond 100 years old. We see Noah's life in one sentence, but in one sentence, hundreds of years pass. Abraham 
is in his 80s, right? We see Gideon's life, right? We don't know how long his life was before. Jesus's life, before Jesus even appears in scripture, he lived 30 years. I mean, yeah, we get the little hint at his childhood, right? Little little snippet, little driplet of his childhood, but legit, it's 30 years, 30, 30 years. That's a long time, bro. I don't, I've been a lot 35. I don't remember 30 of them. Like that's yeah. a long time, right? So when we think that we're alone, it's because we have <coughs> to act when we want him to act rather than knowing that where we're at in our story is where we need to be. And he's always present. And sometimes he kind of lets us go. He's outside of time, meaning that he might not be with me right here, but he's with me in the end when it's happening. If Amen. God is outside time, that means he's standing with you in the end already. And that means he's not worried about what you're going through in the middle. He has no fear. You're the only one that fears the middle because that's where you're at right now. But if God's at the end already with you, then he's not fear in the middle because he knows you're about to make it to him anyway. So that would be yeah. my response. Amen. Amen. I, I don't have much to add to that. Um, and we see this. Um the psalmist writes this doesn't matter where even even jeremiah writes this joshua 1 9 um you know it says it so clearly um, wherever you go the lord your god is with you wherever you go the lord your god is with you so ultimately um we see this throughout scripture that god is omnipresent um he's omnipotent so there's nothing that we go through um that that god isn't a part of that God isn't a part of. And in Revelation 21, we see that the day will come where every single tear will be wiped away. Every single, every single bit of sorrow, all the pain, there will be none of that. There will be no more of that. Um, Jesus Christ has got us. So um, yeah, I'm getting there guys. Thank you for everybody that has been praying for me. I feel, I feel much better. I feel much better. I feel a hundred times better, but I've still got the nose and I've got like tons of lung butter um, which just needs to come out now. Um, so, so Ashley uh, said, been a minute since I've heard extra fired. sound. Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. Yeah. Ashley, Ashley likes this. likes the extra sounds, man. She, she digs the, uh, she digs the. There we go. Just let it go, Ashley. Just let it go. Anyway, it's it's been an awesome night. It's been an awesome night again, guys. I know we we digress quite quite a bit from the from the subject, but it was a it was an awesome night. Um, and uh, hopefully, it did edify you guys. And you do know the warning signs um, to look out for for those who um, are cultish um, and and make it about themselves and not about Jesus. Um, once saved, always saved, and Philippians 1 6. Oh, there's a good question. Gary Vaughn, open up Philippians chapter one, Mark. Well, we've we've, we've still got like a, a couple minutes, yeah. yeah. We got a couple minutes, you know. Mm -hmm. you know a couple, I thank God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Uh, so you said generally curious, the link between once saved, always saved, and this. Um, so it sounds more that you're just asking the clarification uh, of why, why <laughs> people like myself and JD point to this often when we talk about eternal security. 
Well, you see, not just here, but many places in Scripture, it points to the fact that it is God working in us. In Philippians 2, it tells us that God is working in us. In Hebrews 10, it says Jesus is the founder and perfecter of your faith. In Hebrews 10, it also says, I mean, Hebrews 11, it says that. Hebrews 10, it says that by his one sacrifice, he is sanctifying for all time. I mean, he is perfecting for all times those being sanctified, right? So yeah. there's a lot of scriptures that are constantly telling you that God is with you. And because God is with you, he is bringing you to this point, right? He is taking you to that place of salvation. It is his work. In Romans chapter 3, it says that he is the just and the justifier. In Romans chapter 8, it says that he is the just and the justifier. In Romans chapter 4, it says he is the just and the justifier, right? He is the one that brings you there. So when we see something like this, it's saying that God is the one working in you and he he will take you to that point. He will drag you to that point. In 2 Timothy, it says that if you are faithless, he is faithful, for he will den not deny himself because he is in you. So he will not deny himself. So when we read scriptures like this, we see Paul reminding people that he, God is working in you. And right before this, you see Paul kind of referencing that work that God is doing in them about how they've been in a partnership of the gospel uh, since the first day until now. That's that work that God is doing in them. And he's saying that that work that God began in you, he's going to bring to completion. Amen. Through the ups and the downs, uh, the ups and the downs are definitely your fault, right? The ups and the downs are the thing we control. We're So ready? Point A, point B. Point A is God calls on your heart. Point B is, is, is the day of judgment. This is your choice. Now, you could be up here. You could be obedient and, and be a servant of God and be one of them saints, right? Like you up here, you're going to have a couple dips, but you could be that lazy Christian, that, that rejecting Christian, that grieving Christian, right? And no matter what, he's going to get you here. But this part, that's up to you. And, and that's what we see all throughout scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and 2 Timothy chapter 2. You need to do things. There are things you're called to do. There's things that you're ca called to do to cleanse yourself, make yourself a vessel for honorable use, useful for the master, for every good work that he wants to use you. Cleanse yourself how? Fleeing youthful temptations, pursuing love, peace, joy, you know, with those of a pure heart, right? You, it's up to you on that ups and downs part. But as far as the getting to completion, he going to get you there. Yeah. Amen. Amen. What would you say to Jehovah's Witnesses? That's, you got to be baptized for the remission of your sins. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, be careful. That, I'm going to call you a false teacher. <laughs> I've, 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 I've had many conversations with Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, and quite frankly, they never end well because they, they still think Jesus Christ is a created being. They're harder um, to talk to than Mormons. Yeah, they're very difficult. They're so sound. If you ask to pray with them, they reject that. They they just outright reject. That is like Jehovah's Witnesses. When people tell me they've come out of Jehovah's Witness, then I'm like, that is that is the work of the Holy Spirit. And God has pulled you from the deepest pit of slumber because it's a, uh, it's a super cult. They're it's not super, open like, to that's this. a cult by definition. Yeah, that is the like, cult of Mormonism cults. is a cult. But not everybody in Mormonism knows they're in a cult or has a cult behavior or has a cult connection to it, right? So, but with Jehovah's Witnesses, all Jehovah's Witnesses are connected to it in a cult way. Uh, I mean, literally, their Bible's 200 years old, and they're like, they reject everything that the Greek manuscripts say, everything that the Bible says, because their Bible that shows up in like 1890 <coughs> or whatever it is, that's the one, right? That's the, we, we got the truth, the Watchtower version. And, and they deny that Jesus is God. They believe he's the angel, Michael. Honestly, what would I say to a Jehovah's Witness? Why? 
I would want to know why are they? Why are they Jehovah's Witnesses? Why are they Jehovah's Witnesses? Yeah. But guys, believe we are, actually, we got four minutes left. Four minutes left. So last questions. Um, and then give me one second. I thought their Bible was the KJV. No, it's it's very much altered. Like uh, I think uh, there there are a couple of debates on YouTube between Christians and Jehovah's Witnesses, and you can see they change Colossians, uh, they change the wording, they 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 do a lot, they do a lot, a lot of altering. They don't use the King James Bible. Um, I use the King James Bible, and I try and ref you know when I speak to Jehovah's Witnesses, I use the King James Bible, and they don't. They definitely do not use the King James Bible. That's for sure. <laughs> That is for sure. Mormons use the King James. Uh, so, yes, Mormons do have the King James, but they also have a uh, 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 a Mormon, the Joseph Smith translation. If you go to the Church of Latter-day Saints website, they go off the, church, the, the Joseph Smith translation there. And regardless if they use the King James Version, as we mentioned earlier, you might not have been in here. But every time you ask a question that completely defeats uh, their doctrine, they have to let Joseph Smith answer for it. God can't speak for himself. If you ask a Mormon what you know Isaiah 44 is and what Isaiah 45 is in correlation to their belief because you know they have a belief in an infinite amount yeah. of gods and the god yeah. after a god after a god after a god um they have to go to joseph smith and say well he said you know joseph like joseph smith said right um and it, I, we don't have we have three minutes left we don't have time to go dive into it uh but yeah. mormonism is wrong for several reasons the most important reasons and listen you we're not going to do this let me tell you this right now we're not going to do this where you say no and i say no um that, that you can take that anywhere else i i love you with all my heart but uh they believe that god's name is elohim which is showing that they don't even understand what hebrew is because the word elohim is not god's name and there's more than one creature in the old testament referred to by elohim samuel when he's disembodied is called an elohim uh, demons are called an Elohim. Angels are called an Elohim. Uh, it, God's name is not Elohim. There is no gods before Elohim, uh, be, before your version of Elohim. Uh, there are no gods prior. God was not a man once who became a god. Uh, so all of these things are 100% false, and they are her heresy beyond heresy, and it is blasphemy. It is a false yeah, Christ. Moreover, we don't read the book of Nephi or Nephi and yeah. the book of this and that, and we don't believe that Jesus Christ is the brother of Lucifer. And, yes. uh, you know, they again, they'll, they'll some of them will say they use the KJV, but in, in actual fact, they don't. Like Micah said, they, they go back to what, what did Joseph Smith say? They look to Joseph Smith. They don't look to Christ. That, that's the bottom line. That's yes. the bottom line. Anyway, it's 100% yeah, blasphemy, and, and, and we're not going to do that. We don't have enough time for that. Maybe we'll yeah, do a Mormon right. episode. I'll, I'll gladly do a Mormon episode, but it wouldn't be a debate. Uh, there, there wouldn't be something that, hey, look, this is not TikTok. Uh, commenters are welcome to be involved in the show, uh, but it's not a debate. So if you disagree, this isn't the platform for you. This is not the Christian debate. This is the Christian edification and fellowship. And Mormons are not Christian because to be a Christian, you have to believe in the one true Jesus Christ, not a version of Jesus Christ that's false. Um, in fact, uh, John even says that, you know, if someone denies that Jesus came in the flesh, right? Well, there's meaning behind that came in the flesh. Well, where did he come from? He came from eternity as the one true God coming into the flesh, not a spirit baby of Elohim, brother of Satan who came in the flesh. So, uh, 
Mormons don't believe that Jesus came in the flesh in the way that we do. We believe that the one true God came into the flesh. So therefore, it is a, a false Christ, and, and therefore, it is not Christianity. Uh, in fact, the original—I love it when Mormons get mad when I don't call, when I used to call them a Christian because it shows you don't know your own history. Because the original Mormons, Joseph Smith and and Brigham Young, despised Christians and never would want to call Christians. Would never want to be called Christians. But for some reason, modern day Mormons want to be called Christians. That that's They're crazy. A cult. It's, cult, it's, it's, it's false. Cult. Yeah, no matter how much cult. you might love a Mormon that you love, I love a, I love Mormons. <laughs> I love people. I love Muslims. I love I love Satanists. I love everybody. But loving someone and 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 sugarcoating what they believe is not love. It's not love. If my son yeah. was a heroin addict, I wouldn't sugarcoat it because I love my son. Like that's disgusting. Yeah. It's stupid, and you're killing yourself. Yeah. Would you say oneness people are not Christians? I would say, yeah. and here's where I draw the line here, because I don't want to make the assumption on people's hearts. If someone is outright denying the truth of the Bible, then they are denying yeah. who Jesus is. If someone has been lied to and they're not aware yet and they're just young in their faith and they've been all they've been preached is this. Right. So we have to understand we don't want to ever blanket cover certain people yeah. that we can't straight up know their heart of. Right. Because there could yeah. be a person who doesn't understand the Trinity. All they've been surrounded by are people who are preaching false and they believe yeah. everything that we believe, but they're just not fully on the Trinity. And it's out of yeah. ignorance. Right. Our God's not condemning people to hell on ignorance. However, yeah. there are oneness people who have been confronted with the truth, who have been brought the truth of the scripture and, and they it. deny it. And yeah. if you straight up deny it, you're denying the gospel because one of the most major parts yeah. of the gospel is that That's Jesus it. loves his father and the father loves the son. And there's that bond of love. But if you go down that oneness route. Well, that's not a bond of love because that's loving himself. And, yeah. and, and it, it, it takes away what the gospel truly is. Right. So that's where I would have to line up when it comes to oneness. Yeah. I just want to add before we bounce uh, anything, anything. Uh, and I said at the beginning of the show, anything that removes the Lordship of Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is God, God in the flesh, God incarnate, God, the father is God. God, the Holy Spirit is God. If they don't know the gospel, if they know the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ coming in the flesh, dying a physical death on the cross. It's not a metaphor. It's not a parable. He physically died. He on the had cross. our flesh. So Gnosticism can go out the window. He was yeah, fully man, yeah. fully God. So Nestorianism can go out the window. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And he was buried in a literal tomb and he literally rose from the grave three days later. If anyone is preaching something outside of that, those are a red. That's that's not just a red flag. That's like this is not even about Jesus. It's not even about Jesus. If we deny that, that Jesus Christ became the propitiation of sin. And this is the problem I have with oneness doctrine. I just want to end quickly, quickly with this oneness doctrine. They still focus on the physical gifts, uh, spiritual gifts, like speaking in tongues, prophecy. Um, they, they deny, um, you know, the, the dispensation we are in. They deny the eternal security. They think that you, you can, your names will be blotted out. You can be cast away afterwards. You can lose your salvation. Um, you've got to do all these things. Uh, oneness Pentecostals are like so works-based. They don't even know it. It's not grace through faith in Jesus Christ at all, at all. And you see it from, um, what's that dude, uh, on, 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 on TikTok, uh, prophet Noah. He's, he's one of the, 
he's one of the oneness Pentecostals. I would seriously call him by name and say, stay far away from yes. that dude. Run. <laughs> Run. 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 Like, What's that, 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 that sound effect? Three, two, run, run. Well, guys, we're out of time. I know that we we started late, so we're not at the two hour mark. But we know that JD has things that he has to do. Um, so and I'm not about to do the show without him. So again, my fault. The dog decided to explode all over my carpet, and and I have to deal with that. So I apologize, guys. I will obviously uh, be over on TikTok just for a little bit after this. I have a long day tomorrow, so I'm not going to be on there long, but I'll go over there, answer any last minute questions. If you want to hop on over there, make sure you guys are hitting that like button, hit that, hit the subscribe, hit the share. Uh, Melissa, I saw your question. I would never deny a gift from you because you are my sister in Christ, but just know I look at you with the side eyes um, <laughs> on the question that was asked. Blanky. Um, <laughs> but uh, guys, yeah, God bless you all. I will not be back Monday. You. So the next time you see this show, it will be JD, maybe Justin, who knows, maybe he'll have him join him or something or, or whatever. So who knows what JD is going to be doing? Um, So uh, I'll, I'll leave it up to him to announce what the topic will be and, and whatnot, but I I am going on a vacation. Um, So I will see you guys Wednesday. And I'm sure you'll see me on TikTok uh, before or after the, the, that. (laughs) I need, I need a break. I need rest. (laughs) I need relaxation. And uh, oh, here goes the on. Huh. All right, sleep. guys. Yeah. Love you, all. Love you guys. Love you God bless you all. And may the Lord Love be with you, you all. I'm going to pray for you all, and then I'm going to get out of here. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you so much for allowing us to have this fellowship, allowing us to build bonds with people that are all over this country and this world. Uh, and and what, a, what an amazing thing it is to have a fellowship and friendship with people that we have not met physically, but it feels like we are connected spiritually because we share in the same Holy Ghost. We share in that same thing that connects you and us. And as you said, Lord, you said, let us be one as you and the Father are one. And Father, I, I, I thank you for allowing us us to be one. Uh, and, and I just thank you for this day. I thank you for the blessings that you have given us, the blessings that we sometimes overlook. Uh, don't let us be complacent. Don't let us overlook the small things because we are so blessed in this country and we sometimes forget it as those people in other countries are searching for their meal every day, searching for shelter, searching for safety, hiding from persecution. Don't let us forget how mightily blessed we are here. In, in the land of our affliction, shall I say, because we are not welcomed here, but we are still blessed here. And Lord, I, I ask you to watch over everyone in the body of Christ tonight, all of our families, all of our wives, all of our husbands, all of our children, and, and keep us close in your arms and protect us, guide us, and let your will be done, and let your truth be truth, and let all men be liars. In Jesus' holy name I pray, amen. amen. Guys, God bless you all. as always, we appreciate you. And like I always say, Grace and peace. Go in peace. I'm out that perfectly. The lip sync was on. I'm going to rewatch that. <laughs> Love you all. Peace, man. Love you guys. <laughs>